Hello everyone, this is Isabel Zimmerman with Attracting Wisdom. I have my friend who is also a psychic. Her name is Matilda. She is from Paris, France. And so she has a French accent, but I really think of Matilda as my French fairy. She has a lot of fairy energy within her. Matilda is very shamanic. She is interested in plant medicine. She has taken ayahuasca and mushrooms for sure. And Matilda, have you taken Bufo? I have. She has also taken Bufo. Bufo is the secretion of a frog. Um, so she uses these medicines to bypass the ego. And I use hypnosis to bypass the ego. Although personally, I have taken mushrooms and it was channeling on steroids and I loved connecting with the mushrooms. And it's so funny because um, they told me this would happen, but I am being called to do another mushroom journey for sure. I find it interesting because my mushroom journey was six hours. It was with an eye mask and a playlist and it was intense. You have to eat a lot of mushrooms to get you into that altered state of consciousness. I would say to my listeners and friends out there, you will always be guided in what to do. So if ayahuasca keeps on coming up and you're interested in it and you listen to conversations or you read about it, take a step, take a step. That's your inner being. I am very interested in working with humanity to connect with your inner being. This is the lifetime to connect with your higher self in the mystery schools they understood the ego was the lower self and you would enter a higher state of consciousness to connect with the higher self. Another way of saying that is your inner being or spirit guides or celestial beings or different non-physical entities or different levels of consciousness. I invited Matilda here today because I want to demystify connecting with your inner being and sharing stories of different people's journeys on how they connected with their inner being and how they channeled or how they hear messages or that kind of thing. So before um, Matilda came here, we're physically here together in North Carolina, I said, hey, let's do a podcast. And I said, Matilda, how did you connect with spirit? So Matilda, how did you connect with spirit? Like, did you even know spirit was real? What was your beliefs at that time before you connected? Hi, Isabel. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me to have this conversation. It's such a, a pleasure. Um, to be discussing this subject with you, you know, that there's nothing more <laughs> that I like. So um, I would say that I have no opinion. I didn't 
believe in spirit altogether. I had never taken the time to think of what it is. For me, it was just um, a fantasy that people um, were connecting to as entertainment. As entertainment. Mm -hmm. Did you believe in God? I did not. I wasn't believing in, uh, in, in anything. I was very much, you know, hooked in the 3D paradigm and just the, um, um, I would say, the scientific way of perceiving the world. So the scientific way of perceiving the world, did you believe that we were just a body and it was like a machine and then we died and, and that was it. and that was it. Mm -hmm. So you kind of had, um, to paraphrase it um, from somebody else, a dead world view, meaning you live, you die, you go back to carbon and that is it. Absolutely. Okay, so this is so exciting. <laughs> because I know your inner being. So Matilda has been put under a couple of times with me and um, we've had a past life together and we're definitely connected. And one day we'll be teaching magic together. And in her session, I totally sh saw it. And I was just like, oh my God. And in her session, this is so funny. And then we'll hop back into her story. But in her session, right before she, she, so she, we t tend to lay down and she laid down on the bed and we were in Florida and you have to understand in Florida, in Orlando, all doors beep because there's a pool outside for, so for safety reasons, the doors, every time you open it beeps. And what was really fascinating right before her session, the door opened and it was completely shut. And when I put her under, they said, "Do you did you like that?" They, they were they were like, "You see, you see, we're real, we're real." And so, if you doubt spirit, or if you doubt that you have an inner being, or there is even a God, man, I get it. I get it. We are not taught that. You might go to church. You might read the Bible, you might study other religions. I studied um, organized religions for in high school and in college. And what's really fascinating is I don't remember anything. Like I studied something for 15 years and it is like the memory of it has been erased, like erased. It is... It is so surreal to me because I can recall one of my um, superpowers is that I can read something and I can recall it 10 years later, five years later, three years later, completely recall it. But my organized religion studies, I can't remember jack shit. It, it's, I, I have to think it's my inner being that they just don't want me to remember. I don't know why. And the only thing that I can really recall is around esoteric knowledge. Anything to do with the ascension and esoteric and the divine in the system and um, expansion and the phases and stages to awakening, got it. The paradigm of organized religion, Yeshua's word or Jesus' words or 
or the stories of Moses or uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls that I studied for a very long time or like all, all that work that I wrote pages upon pages upon pages, gone. Like I never studied it for 15 years. And, you know, at this point, I've let it go, but I find it interesting. So, okay, so there you are, not believing in anything. What was the tap on the shoulder from your inner being? You know, I think I just experienced it. It wasn't a thought, it wasn't a message. It's, it's just, I just shifted in one instance, you know, from one day to the next, I had my first deep experience meditating. And it was the first day of my uh, yoga teacher training. And uh, I cried of joy during Shavasana and I never had before. And uh, I released so much anger and resentment towards um, my own family that I couldn't deny that I had just been helped by spirit, that I had connected to a higher um, source of love that was allowing me to expand myself and to be different, to let go of my, you know, blind side um, of, yeah, the, the blinders I had on. So I'm going to, I'm just going to pause here for you guys. Just, I'm going to bring out three points on Matilda's story. First of all, she was inspired to take yoga. She was studying to be a lawyer, guys. She didn't say that, but I know her story. And so here she is. You have to understand Matilda um, also studied to be a ballerina. She also studied to be an equivalent of a lawyer. I don't, what is it? In, is it a lawyer in France? Is, is, is that the same terminology? Uh, yes, that's what I, I was studying law. But, studying um, law. Okay. So law is, um, is regimented. It's, it's a lot of information. It's, you have to be focused, right? And when she studied to be a ballerina, that is also very focused. That is also very uh, dedicated, right? You have to be dedicated to be a lawyer. I mean, yes, in theory, you can be dedicated to anything, but I would just say out of all the professions, that is a high dedication. So here, here's this little spirit just going around in her life and very dedicated to different things. And she decides to do yoga. Now, what you don't realize is Matilda is a very magical friend of mine that she feels she jumps dimensions and consciousness without thought like she's in one place and the next thing i know she's in a completely different dimension and i'm very analytical so i for me to move to higher consciousness i have to work with my mind open my heart but Matilda has this beautiful ability to just go into her heart and release this, um, the fear. That's my second point that I want to bring up. When you have 
intense fear or intense limitations or intense beliefs, it is hard for you to connect with the divine. I wish it wasn't. I really do. <laughs> but it is because your logical mind or your ego or your fear will prevent you from it. So she went into the body to bypass the ego because it's another form of quieting that mind through the physicality. She said she went into deep meditation. Deep meditation is an altered state of consciousness. Altered state of consciousness is not just you awake or asleep, dear ones. Altered state of con consciousness, and if you're so inclined, you can literally Google altered states of consciousness and you will see different brain waves. You will see the alpha and the beta and the delta and the theta, and you'll even see the gamma. And energy is measured through frequency and vibration that measures the energy. And we call it waves, but there's other measurements. Anyways, so she went into a altered state of a certain brain wave, not that it was being measured while she was doing her yoga, and she released fear so that she could connect to that higher consciousness. Okay, so what happened after that? Well, I had been um, studying um, actively self-development mm -hmm. before being guided to towards yoga. So I've always been very interested in how to improve your mind yourself. And, um, you know, I thought that nothing had helped me more than the depths of what uh, a yoga practice, a meditation, a meditative practice uh, can lead you to. So I was just, uh, just hooked and, you know, one day, one week, um, by the end of the teacher training, I was just channeling beautifully um, in writing whenever I had like assignments. And um, I've always loved writing, but something had like shifted. And um, as I was, you know, connected, connecting and reading the Yoga Sutras, I was just like more and more um, impressed by the um, the beauty of what we can uncover if um if we are open to it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yes that was the beginning of my journey and uh, after that i just wanted to um learn more and more and more about spirit and every time i would go to a yoga class every time every single time i would receive messages very clear channeled messages and how did you know they were channeled like so our listeners can understand so like how did you know it wasn't you i mean it is you in higher truth but how did you know they were different let's say than your normal thoughts you know it was just like i'm gonna make a 
make you laugh maybe but it's just all of a sudden you feel like you're very smart <laughs> yes 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 and yes you're like okay thank you but where is this coming from mm -hmm, you know when mm -hmm. it's non-stop when you're having the most beautiful insights when you feel like you cannot you know <clears throat> lose an argument mm -hmm. when you're just like your mind is so stable and so grounded yeah I, I will tell you how it feels for me so i channel all the time and um i'm very lucky that i'm a smart human and but the messages i can tell they're a higher frequency like there's no fear in it it's very loving and there's a clarity and understanding there's a knowing and for me when i channel it is like a download it's like it sounds like me but they're not my words and so that's how i know it is from my non-physical team or my higher aspect of myself my inner being or higher self that you know this isabel zimmerman at this level has a lot of the judgment still in her voice the fear still in her thoughts and when i channel there's no fear they are saying everything is unfolding perfectly and for me yeah it's really awesome that i am so connected and that i listen to my guides but that doesn't mean i don't feel fear that doesn't mean i am not scared shitless i just know that everything is happening for my highest good doesn't mean i like it but i work on accepting that it is for my highest good and take a stance of curiosity and calm my fears and know that everything is working out perfectly even though i don't feel like it's working out perfectly all right so you did yoga you knew there was higher consciousness you knew spirit at that time was real because you were receiving these messages and you were downloading messages and you were channeling right so what led you to ayahuasca i feel like sometimes it's also one person mm. you know one two people who are going to talk to you they're going to say something to you you're going to look at them in the eyes and know they're not lying mm. and so that's also things that shifted my perspectives and um I feel like I met that one yoga teacher who completely, you know, um, changed my world. Mm -hmm. And um, I had never had a role model until I met her. And, you know, I was just thinking, whatever she's doing, I want to do the same. I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life until I met her. And uh, she was living in California. And uh, I started having this, you know, voice in, in my head telling me that I should move to California, that I should move to California, that it's, it is the place for me, that nature and love and the most beautiful things are awaiting for me there. And uh, I turned my life around without knowing what was waiting for me. 
and I left everything behind and I moved to California. And um, one of the first thing, thing that I did was to go to her yoga studio, but she wasn't there. And uh, I met this man that um, I had been very intrigued by because of how fearless he was on uh, expressing himself and expressing his view on the world and what he had been experiencing and whatnot. And um, I, you know, just uh, said hi to him and he invited me to come to one of his cacao ceremonies. Mm. Tell them what cacao is. So cacao is the, the plant um, where chocolate mm -hmm. is coming from. So we diluted like, you know, with like sugar and milk and like other things. But when you take it um, as dark as possible and uh, you, you can make a brew out of it and, and, you know, drink it in a very intentional and sacred way. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the Mayan have been using this plant, this sacred plant for, you know, a long time yes you know uh thousands of years yeah and so i um i was you know fortunate enough to um meet him and go to his cacao ceremonies and he he opens the space and he call upon the spirits but you know he doesn't say that he's doing it or sometimes he does but sometimes he doesn't he just, you know, meet the people where they're at and, uh, and he introduced his connection to that plant. And so we learn little by little to connect with, um, you know, the depth of the knowledge of this plant and the love that is um, attached to her and that she's sharing with us if we, if we pay attention. And, um, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful experience where, you know, we open our, our hearts all together and we, we share stories, insights, pain, griefs, uh, beautiful love stories and, and where we support and love each other together in a circle. And, um, it's usually around the fire and, you know, I remember being there and at that moment I was just like, yeah, this is why I moved. <laughs> this is for the ceremonies. Yeah. And, you know, I feel very attached and grateful and loving uh, towards my teacher of the East, um, of, you know, this Indian lineages and everything that's oriental is absolutely beautiful to me and and very uh, attractive but i have to say that nothing has called my heart as uh you know latin american traditions mm. it's uh yeah it's a deep inner knowing that it's uh, a family that is you know that's the one I want to recall in this incarnation and I want to connect to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think I was going to ceremonies for over a year and I met this 
uh, one lady I went to a little retreat with my teacher in uh, in Sedona for uh, winter sol solstice it was in 2020 and um, it was a very powerful night with the conjunction great conjunction um, and um, yes uh, I heard it it's she talked to me about ayahuasca and mm. it, it felt like she was calling me she was mm. telling me it was time and you know i had um backpacks through south america um when i was 24 and i had many opportunities to sit with ayahuasca before but mm. it had never called my attention but when she told me i knew it was time for me yeah you know matilda there is a readiness factor um so the people who are listening to this uh, recording is you know wherever you are in your journey th there's a reason why you're attracted to this there's a reason i would say uh working with spirit and collaborating with spirit for about five years now there's always more but you don't always hear the message and they keep on sending you the message so you were just at the right time at the right vibration the right openness to do ayahuasca so uh matilda just recently came back from peru for doing ayahuasca uh ceremonies a few of them for over a month period of time to really connect with the entity ayahuasca and what did you learn from that experience matilda that you can share you know it's a very um long and deep process mm -hmm. and, it is um, it's um an initiation and um, recognition of a teacher that we choose mm -hmm. so I have chosen to be taught by ayahuasca and to expand my consciousness mm -hmm. uh, through her teachings mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, it is you know very intimidating and challenging but um she loves you as hard as she makes you work yeah so it's um it's a very deep profound experience that mm -hmm. um i don't feel like i will um ever um learn enough from yeah so if one day she tells me that it is enough and that my path um has shifted and that it's time for me to do something else mm -hmm. i will listen humbly and do so but for now i just want to listen more and connect more mm -hmm. and um yeah i don't know what to tell you i never thought i would give up on many things the way i have for her you know mm -hmm. for her love it does feel that to me she is the mother of the earth and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she is here to 
remind us of the beauty of life in each aspect of it mm -hmm. and it's you know a never ending um um experience mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. it unfolds in as many um way as you know the universe has facets so it's, it's true yeah and so, you know, what Matilda is describing or try to convey in words, it's a feeling, guys. When you're connected to an entity like ayahuasca, Gaia, Mother Nature, it's like describing an orgasm. Until you have one, like you can describe it as much as you want, you can give the mechanism around it but until you feel it it's just like how do you even describe love like you have love for your mom maybe for your dad or maybe for your sibling or a teacher or a mentor or your dog your cat how do you even describe that you know if an alien came to this planet and you were describing love a feeling is completely different. The words can't even, you know, we try to use our words to evoke a feeling. That's why music is so powerful because it's the sound of the notes of the instrument and the sound of the voice and some of the words, right? But some people fall in love with the song and they don't even know the words because it's in a foreign language but they can feel the emotion. And we all came here incarnated to feel intense emotions. So what I would say to you is, if you're curious about spirit, take a step, research, ask, be curious, and of course, you can always reach out to me because I am passionate and I am all in to connect you with your divine, to connect you with your inner spirit. And yeah, I do hypnosis. Yeah, I have courses. Yeah, I have podcasts. Everything I do is to spark that remembrance that you are way more than the image in the mirror that you are a, a magnificent beautiful soul so connect to your soul field this is the life so take a step matilda thank you so much for having this conversation and sharing your journey thank you so much for opening the, this space for me to share with you awesome well, until next time, everyone, you can find me on attractingwisdom.com. Bye. Bye.